Hello, hello, and welcome to the Relate and Educate podcast. It's Aaron Patton here. I'm recording this intro the week of President's Day, so it is a four-day work week. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I'm going to assume that the week just flew by and it was the most amazing week and your students showed up every day willing, ready to learn and just be, you know, completely on and this week just flew by. Ha 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 ha. I know that that is not true. Those short weeks, we always think that they're going to be, you know, so nice and fast and rarely do they feel like that. They often feel like, you know, at the very least, just as long as every other week. And then sometimes they even feel longer. But I hope that regardless of how long and drawn out your week had been, (laughs) I hope that you enjoyed your time with your students and that, you know, you had some breakthroughs in there and you had some good laughs, hopefully not too many tears. And I hope it was a good week with you and your kids. Um, Today's episode is Teaching Future Teachers with Dr. Jennifer Beasley. Dr. Beasley is the Director of Teacher Education at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, We talked about Fayetteville. It is such a fun place. I love Fayetteville. Anytime that there's like a reason to go to Northwest Arkansas, I'm happily there. It's just always a good time. And man, it also had me reminiscing, had all of us reminiscing about our time as teacher or being educated as teachers, future teachers. (laughs) There we go. In our college of education. Um, And I went to Oklahoma State University. Rick did too, also a couple of years before me. And man, I... I loved once I got to OSU. I went to Tulsa Community College for my first year and a half of college, and then I went to Oklahoma State University in Stillwater. And once I got there, I was finally in like my education classes for the most part. You know, I had gotten most of my uh, basics out of the way at the community college. And so I, oh, I loved my education classes. I loved them so much. And what Dr. Beasley gets to do is she gets to do like the intro to education stuff, you know, the very first education classes that these kids get to be in. You know, some of them may be finally in this career path that they've been looking forward to for so long. Some of them may come try, give this a try and be like, Ooh, this is not for me. I'm not cut out for this. And that's great. But she gets to see all of those you know, bright eyed students who have some interest in education and just gets to be kind of the first face that they see. And I love it. I remember my first, um, college of education classes. I can't even remember what all intro to education. I don't remember what they're called, but I just, I loved it. I remember it was a small class and we sat in a room, you know, that was, everyone was in like a horseshoe shape and we went around and there was something special about that group because we got close that, that year and it was a bunch of different kids. It was people that were from elementary, middle school, high school, special ed, alternative ed. It was people from all, um, you know, different walks in what their education plan was going to be. And it was just so fun and so special. And I just remember like, it felt like to me, whether it did to everyone else there or not, I don't know, but it felt like to me, it was like, ah, 
this is where we're supposed to be. Like, this is it. This is, we're talking about the stuff we want to be talking about. We're doing the stuff we need to be doing. And it just felt so right. And I just love that Dr. Jennifer Beasley gets to be that for these University of Arkansas students. It's just wonderful. I am excited for you all to get to hear this episode. We It went kind of long. This is one of our longer episodes, but we just enjoyed the heck out of Jennifer. We laughed. It was just, it was a great one. So go ahead and enjoy Teaching Future Teachers with Dr. Jennifer Beasley. Amplifying the voices of teachers. This is Relate and Educate. All right. Hello and welcome back, teachers, to the Relate and Educate podcast. I am here with Rick. Hey, Rick, how you doing? Hey, everybody. Doing great. How are you? Good. And we are talking to Jennifer Beasley. Jennifer, hello, hello. Hello. I'm excited to be able to be on your podcast today. Yes. We're so glad uh, you're here. We really are. Okay, so Jennifer, from where are we talking to you? Um, I live in northwest Arkansas, um, and uh, my house is actually in Springdale, Arkansas. Northwest Arkansas is like a bunch of cities (laughs) all kind of hugging each other. Yeah, Hugging, yes. Fayetteville, Springdale, Rogers, Bentonville, and then all the outlying smaller cities there. Absolutely. Yeah, well, uh, Darla and I lived there for a while, so I my heart uh, is there. Yeah. yeah, we we lived in Fayetteville, worked at Fayetteville High School, so I love that place. Fayetteville is always so fun. I loved when any of my friends would go to the University of Arkansas because it would be a chance to visit Fayetteville, and I loved it. Right. It was so so right. much fun. Okay, so Rick, I don't know if you know this, but Jennifer told me this that this week is hashtag Love Teaching Week. Did you? Know oh that? wow, I did not know that. I didn't either. She just told me. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Jennifer, educate us. Yeah. Tell us about hashtag Love Teaching Week. Well, um, this is uh, a special event that um, we really just started to embrace um, in our teacher education program. We saw. Uh, loveteaching.org um, always it's always starts uh, February 14th so it's always the same dates February 14th through the 21st and it's just a way to celebrate teaching um, so however you want to do that um, they have great ideas they have a Twitter campaign um, that just uh, focuses um, all of our our efforts on just celebrating teaching. And so we thought it would be very appropriate for um, our uh, teacher education program at the University of Arkansas and our students to get involved. And so we've already had a number of fun events. Um, Ah. On on the day we launched, it was uh, Valentine's Day. And we had um, in our building uh, where a lot of our education classes, we had a spin it and win it. And so uh, students could come spin the wheel and they, they won. And we have hashtag love teaching uh, stickers. We have 
t-shirts, we have all sorts of stuff. Um, and actually this is kind of a funny story. Um, our students, I, I like, I grew up with the Price is Right, the game show, yeah. you know, the big wheel and all that kind of stuff. And um, our students were really kind of like looking at us kind of like, our, you know, what is this sketchy <laughs> thing here? You know, it was like a They had no frame of that. reference, right? No. And I was like, so funny. and they also were wondering like, what do you want from us? You know, mm-hmm. like, no, no, literally you just spin the wheel. And you right. will win something, you know, like <laughs> at, the, at the least it was like some Hershey kisses, but yeah. you know, it was kind of funny. I, I almost felt like I was, you know, trying to sell them a used car. I was like, no, no, this is, <laughs> this is please. How they're, funny. They're so skeptical. They're I mean, waiting for you to ask for their personal information, you yeah, know, yeah. like what's yeah, your email? Like, what's uh, your phone number? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, what, what do, do I need to sign something? I said, nope, here's your prize. You know, celebrate That's, hashtag yeah. love TV. This is it. Yeah. It's so good. Okay, so I really, I looked at the Twitter campaign. Like, each day uh-huh. they had a different question that you answer yeah. or, you know, contribute yeah. to a discussion or something. And, oh, they were great questions. Like, one of them is, one. what's one story from, your te- from teaching that warms your heart? So it really oh. has you, like, look back yeah. to everything. And they're just yeah. so reflective. They're good, positive questions yes. that really have you reflecting on like the joy and love of, well, hashtag love teaching week. <laughs> so yeah. this is cool. Next year, starting Valentine's Day, we are totally going to be I, you know, participating yeah. Yeah. in this. I mean, it, it does not have to be a huge thing. I mean, but yeah. uh, we, we've done all sorts of things. Um, you know, we, we now have hogs hashtag love teaching because our our yes. mascot at our university uh is a razorback um and so we use that all the time anytime we're posting um we'll do hogs hashtag love teaching okay. um because we just want to keep supporting that all throughout the year um yeah. it just is a, a really nice uh you know way to contribute in, in a small way uh, to positive yeah. messages like you guys are doing um, positive messages about being an educator and education and uh, the profession yeah. that creates professions. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I love that. The profession that's that creates profound. professions. That is yeah. good. That is well, that's, really good. that is the core of this is to the beauty of teaching is in the teachers. And mm-hmm. if you just get below the surface a bit you'll start seeing you know just the beautiful humanity there the wisdom uh and the the reflection and then what we've seen is where the passing of the torch so a teacher plants a seed in a in a child that's second grade fourth grade eighth grade whatever and that seed it grows and then that person wants to be a teacher because a teacher positively affected them and that is just good stuff that's good stuff so half, hashtag love teachers and teachers. Yes. Um, it, we, we referenced it, but Jennifer, can you tell us you work at the University of yes. Arkansas, but can you tell us what it is that you do there? Sure. So um, I'm currently the director of the Office of Teacher Education. This was um, uh, created uh, probably, uh, I, I guess I've been, uh, our office has been in existence for about six years. Um, it really came out of a need to um, collaborate more mm-hmm. uh, at our university. Um, universities, just just like everybody else, we we tend to 
kind of go off and we're working in our own program and we don't realize there are ways that we can work together and collaborate and having this right. one central office um you know where you know i have my director of licensure uh that helps people get their oh, teaching wow. license we have our field placement director that helps us find amazing places for our students to practice uh yeah. teaching and um, we're all we're kind of a one-stop shop and so when students have questions, sometimes it's hard to find answers or even like mm-hmm. somebody that wants to become a teacher. Um, they can reach out to us. And if we don't know the answer, we will direct them to, you know, the place that they need to go. So at my role is really um, overseeing all the paths, all the, the, the routes uh, to licensure at our university and, and helping at times, um, helping our students and our faculty Mm-hmm. Um, and our school partners to navigate uh, what can sometimes be uh, an unnecessarily yeah. <laughs> complex uh, route. I, I, you know, I don't, I think we're all trying to create what we think is the best pathway. And mm-hmm. um, what ends up happening is we have so many uh, versions yeah. that a, a high schooler or, you know, someone that's mid-career and wants to become a teacher, they it's very confusing uh, to figure out what is my my pathway uh, to becoming a teacher. Yeah. Right. So we work and a lot on that. So you're trying to clear a path and make it as easy as possible yes. for somebody that wants to be a teacher to become a yeah. teacher. Yeah. And support, support, support. Um, okay. We support our teaching, our you know our our teacher educators, um, those mm-hmm. that those faculty members, um, and our school partners. Um, whether they're in the Northwest Arkansas or um, outside, and then our our students. So that's that's really we're a service unit. Um, yeah. Okay. That, you know, and I, we just I, I tell my office that's something we we're serving. Uh, we're not necessarily telling people <laughs> what to do because you know there's enough voices in that, but um, we're right. serving. Well, it I seems like it. your your job would be is becoming more and more complex every year because the pathways into education are, are changing really monthly and I'm sure you have to stay nimble and quick and, and up on what, what's, what's changing. Is that right? Um, absolutely. And I will say uh, our universities are not as nimble and quick as uh, some of the uh, ideas that we're coming up with uh, for helping people find, uh, a te- you know, their way to becoming a teacher. Um, I think universities still kind of are like a big ship that are, it's kind of hard, hard to turn. Mm. So we work really hard, um, you know, helping our university to understand uh, that, yes, you know, our students are getting a degree, an academic pathway, but there is this professional pathway mm-hmm. Um that, that licensure um, pathway that uh, sometimes there's there's changes um, right. that, that right now are happening very quickly. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, uh, as you guys are in Oklahoma, but Arkansas, uh, we have, you know, I, I'm almost like hitting refresh daily <laughs> on like bill trackers and uh. um, executive orders and all sorts of uh, all sorts of things. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine. I can't Seriously. imagine. 
Okay, so are you um, a professor? Are you teaching classes right now? Okay, you're doing that also. I looked up your bio on your um, on the University of Arkansas website, and I couldn't tell if you were still teaching. So what are you teaching right now? Well, um, I oversee um, a couple of our foundational courses. Um, okay. So one um, in some places are called is called educational psychology. At our university, we call it classroom learning theory. And then introduction to education is my baby. Um, that yeah. is, I, I love it. Um, I teach, um, primarily my job is, is working, you know, being a part of the office, but, uh, I, I couldn't give up, uh, teaching. So Aww. I do teach, um, a section of introduction to education. And these are typically like freshmen. They haven't totally decided if they want to mm-hmm. become a teacher or not. Okay. Um, some of them are kind of on the fence. And so I, I just love, um, you know, being a part of, you know, their discovery. Um, right. And we just went and visited a school um, this week as a part of our class. And uh, it's always fun now that they're not, you know, students anymore in the high school or elementary for them to see things with different eyes um Mm -hmm. i love that there's a lot that happens in a class like that um and i know our high schools also have you know those kinds of of Mm -hmm. classes um but there's something that happens there where they begin to see themselves or they say you know what i i don't think this is for me and that's a win as well Um, we want you know we want our our students to you know begin to see you know what is it that they'd like to do um it it, it's just a really fun class (laughs) that is Uh, cool yeah that's a great idea to to actually i'm sorry go ahead erin no i was just gonna say i very much remember all of my intro to education courses in college and stuff i mean I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was going to be a teacher. So there was no question there, but I just remember it was so fun to get to be in the classroom and doing all of those things, observing and just hearing about this profession that I have been dreaming about becoming a part of for so long. So, ah, that's so great. That sounds very cool to get to have all this incoming. It's very fun. And, you know, freshmen, especially my favorite time to teach is, in August, uh, when the freshmen first come to campus and they're trying to understand, you know, just, you know, where am I, how do I get my next meal? Um, is there a Starbucks nearby, you know, whatever might be happening. Um, and then to navigate, you know, especially for our group, um, our groups now just navigate what it means to be in person Mm -hmm. and, um, and dealing with all of the challenges of keeping up to date on, you know, your assignments and what's happening with your roommate. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, That's you know, I so think good. it's really smart to get kids, um, into live classrooms early. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, when I went to Oklahoma state, this is 1993. I did not get into a, um, classroom until I was a senior. Uh, well, actually, there, no, no, no. There were observations that were done, but you're talking about 30 minutes here, what, whatever. But to, I think it's smart to to guide uh, potential teachers through the the uh, hallways, okay, and talking them through. 
you know, how does it feel to be on the other side? You're not a student anymore, but you're in the same building you were maybe a few months ago and talk through that transition because it was jarring when I went into my uh, student teaching. Uh, I, I felt that for the first time when I was a senior, like, oh, no, I'm on the other side of the fence. And that can be pretty staggering, uh, if not prepped well. So uh, I think it's really good to get them in early. And there's there's a lot of research that supports that. Sorry to mm-hmm. bring the research piece into no. it, but um, <laughs> because um, that's another thing that you know we have to you know navigate at the university. The university is saying, you know, uh, a what an introduction class. Uh, we need to have. Uh, a group of 100, 200, you know, in a lecture hall, because that's mm-hmm. what chemistry is doing. That's what, you know, a lot of classes are doing. So, you know, talking about the fact that, you know, but in chemistry, we do have a lab, right? you know, where, which is practical. So mm-hmm. think of our class as like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that helps people to understand, you know, why mm-hmm. does an introduction to education class need to be a little bit smaller um, mm-hmm. because we are navigating like a lot of you know their past understandings of what a teacher might be or what a classroom is and then introducing all of this new you know you know all, all the roles that a, a teacher yeah. has um, and, and the ever-changing classroom and yeah. the ever-changing landscape of education yes. you know it is tidal wave of change in the last few years so um that's that's amazing well i wanted to ask and i we we want to get to you as the teacher because we know that you spent a many many years in the classroom and we want to get to that but i am so curious as to what it is that you're seeing um with these young people who want to become teachers has it changed over the last couple of years? Is it better? Is it worse? Is it challenging? And I'm sure it may be all of that, but I would just love to get your perspective on teacher education in, in this moment. Yeah, um, we've had a lot, uh, you know, our, our faculty in teacher education have had a lot of um, conversations about this uh, because we do see uh, changes. I think, you know, thinking that we're going to go back to you know what we were pre-pandemic um and what uh the life of a student was like um right then i i think that you know going back to normal i think that we need to kind of get rid of that that phrase altogether Mm um and so our students are coming in you know sometimes without um a lot of context for a live you know, in-person classroom. Um, and then they've also not really experienced a lot of the, you know, best practices and strategies that, you know, oh, okay, I see. Uh, we did something like that when I was in high school. Or I, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them now, you know, have more context in maybe the virtual uh, teaching yeah. world, which mm-hmm. is, I, I, it's a tool that we need to have moving forward. I mean, yeah. so I, I, you know, let's add that on, but, but I hadn't also, considered that, yeah. mm-hmm. that they, because they missed at least a year, you know, a lot of people missed at least a semester to a year. They don't have a frame of reference for that entire year 
they're learning in a different way uh, as, as say, maybe the primary way, which would be in person in a classroom. I had not ever considered that. Yeah, uh, in a year um, or, or two years, you know, for some, for some yeah. um, that's a long time for a teenager. Um, mm-hmm. So many things happen. Uh, and for me, like a year, you know, like I can still remember, you know, other things. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I hope. But um, that's that's a like a significant chunk of their life, yeah. Um, yeah. and I have to keep reminding myself when uh, uh, you know one of my students comes in and and just is really dealing with with things that I you know I, I never would have imagined or just um, overcoming uh, you know obstacles. Um, you know, things that are in their way. I'm not seeing uh, the same kind of perseverance or persistence mm-hmm. right? Uh, when things get hard um, or for even problem solving, being able to switch um, as I had in, in the beginning. So it's, you know, like when I was first, you know, I, I've been at the university for 13 years, so I've been working uh, in teacher education for that long. Yeah. Uh, the students just, um, they don't, it's like they don't have as many uh, strategies. Um, and so that's something that we've really been partnering a lot with, say, our, our student success center, um, you know, helping, you know, what are some things that we can do to help our students, um, you know, emotionally, socially, um, to, to work on those skills of persistence. So what does that mean when they um, are practicing, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're out in their student teaching experience, which mm-hmm. is when, you know, kind of the capstone, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, you know, it's the capstone of their whole uh, degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we're having to work with our mentor teachers, which is what we call our, you know, the folks that um, help our student teachers work with them um, on you know, helping them talk through, okay, this is not working. What are you going, you know, what is your next step? So things that we maybe just took for granted. Um, yeah. Maybe. So like the, the mentor teacher that just first day hands the, the student teacher the reins and walks out like that, that shouldn't happen <laughs> oh, anymore is what you're well, saying. That, that should never, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that should never happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we <won>. Okay, so <laughs> th- that that did happen to me in 1997. So, yes. um, did it? Yeah, oh but my it, goodness. it was one of those things. It was not unusual. Uh, it no. was one of those things where it was like, you know, you just had to to do it. But what you're saying, Jennifer, is that you know these these kids who you know were devoid of, of like in person learning for a year or two. Um, they may just not be to the developmental level to where they can access the tools that they need to pivot, which, by the way, teaching is all like, you know, you're monitoring, you're adjusting, you're adjusting again. It's just mm-hmm. constant switching. So uh, those are distinct tools that need to be developed if they're, they're not already there, which uh, it sounds like they're not uh, by and large. So that's significant. Right. Uh, because you know, for even, 
for a little bit after uh, we all came back in person, our schools uh, were very hesitant um, to allow our students into the schools. So that meant, you know, maybe they were watching more video. Uh, Maybe they were teaching each other more. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but I do have a success story. Uh, We we, we worry about, you know, we worry about those students that maybe didn't get the full student teaching experience because, you know, and so we had one of our former students came in. um, He was applying for a new job and wanted to get fingerprinting, background check done. And um, our director of licensure said, so, you know, how prepared do you feel, did, did you feel for the classroom? He goes, you know, I thought I was not going to be prepared at all because I didn't really get my full student teaching and, you know, mm-hmm. everything was in lockdown. And he goes, you know, when, once I started teaching in the classroom, I realized how much I really did know. And, you know, and we were like, we were kind of doing some dancing. <laughs> yes, because... Sometimes we worry um, that, you know, the things that we are talking with students about and how we're, we're doing things, you know, kind of in the classroom, but, you know, in our mm-hmm. college classroom, but not out in the field, that maybe it's not going to, trans- going to transfer. But um, yeah. I was excited to hear that, oh. yep, we've got some. <laughs> I love that. We have some that transfer is so great. happening. Uh, well, that, um, that. We, Go ahead. Well, that makes me curious, like, and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk with you is that what can you, what what have you seen that works? Like, is the University of Arkansas, have they invested in something that that is doing, moving the needle? And that's what we want to spread the word on is say, look, everything's changing. You know, what nugget have you found that you can really grab a hold of? Well, I will say um, that uh, some of our programs have year-long internships. So they are awesome. in, um, for instance, in our elementary program, they are in a school for an entire year. I That's got awesome. to do that at, at Oklahoma State. Oh, I got to do that. Yeah. And one whole year, my senior year, yeah. I was in a classroom. That was invaluable. Yep. Well, if you missed the first two weeks, like that's a lot. Like just yeah. you know establishing relationships and procedures and all of that stuff. I'm sorry. Go go ahead. And, and, <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, we've also committed to having a faculty member that is the, the liaison in that school who's out there every single week, um, which mm. is is a, quite a, a heavy lift yeah. um, for uh, a faculty member and for a university, but because there is a constant out there um those those teacher candidates are really thriving um Mm -hmm. and then they they can have you know if they need a little bit you know uh feathered takeoff period um you know or times where we need to go hold on a second um let's let's look at this again you know um we have that time that's so and good. that has been very, very, and then the relationship mm-hmm. that develops between mm-hmm. the school, you know, that teacher candidate and um, that faculty liaison is such mm-hmm. a beautiful thing uh, to see. And, and, and they do feel that, that support. So that's been very successful. We've also noticed that um, students that um, 
video record themselves and um, and then they provide feedback and mm-hmm. the faculty member provides feedback on the video um, in yeah. real time. That has also been a, a great tool um, because they're not just thinking, uh, you know, when you're first starting to teach, you know, you're in fight or flight, you know, you're, yeah. you're kind of like, I, I, you know, what's going on you know like um you're probably doing all sorts of quirky stuff (laughs) you know what i mean like you have no idea you're doing yeah but when they watch themselves and then they begin to reflect on it then then they're starting um you know to kind of take that in and go okay i i see you know i see that um and or i was much more successful than i thought i was yeah. Um, because that, that can also happen. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. so many of my uh, interns walk out of their their teaching lesson and just start crying. You know, oh, it was so bad. You know, like, oh. hold on. <laughs> let's yeah. let's, take let's go to the videotape. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah, roll that tape. Roll that tape. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. that's been really, I, I think, helpful. And then we've been doing lots of, you know, um, embedding uh, lots of social, emotional, um, you know, trauma-informed practices, um, things where our, our, our teacher candidates are beginning to, you know, actively uh, um, see what tools that they yeah. can use for themselves yeah. and also uh, for their students. So that's just worked in like trauma-informed teaching and SEL. That's worked into just all of your teacher yeah. education classes. And so, you know, the future yes. teachers are just getting exposed to that. Yeah. I mean, we that's start great. from, you know, introduction to education on, you know, so, you know, and, and this is the same in, in so many teacher education programs. Mm. We, we're looking at kind of a continuum in how we're building on, you know, someone's knowledge yeah. um, of, of the profession and, you know, mm-hmm. thinking about what should they have early on, you know, towards the middle and then, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. during their capstone. I, I think those classes... Thing. I think those classes are great because they are, in, a, in fact, um, leadership classes. So when, when you are able to reflect on yourself and reflect on who you are, you then can broaden that circle and then have empathy to others. But that is very difficult, especially for somebody that may be 20, 21, 22. So uh, at least introducing them to the concepts of, okay, it's not all about you now. Uh, you, you do have to consider you know, your, your babies uh, and then their parents, which yes. can be exceedingly difficult uh, skill to learn. So I think that's I think it's really great to have those built in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about um, do you guys talk about like work life balance? I feel like when I was in college, that was not something that was ever mentioned. You know, it was just kind of like assumed that your first years of teaching, you're going to be living there, which, you know, you kind of are. But, yeah. you know, there wasn't there just wasn't an awareness of how important a work-life balance is. So I'm curious, you know, however many years it's been since I graduated, I'm curious what that looks like now. Well, I would say probably that is happening more in, um, during their senior year. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. As yeah. we begin to talk, especially in our their seminar mm-hmm. classes. Um, all of our programs have kind of a seminar 
class that is attached to their student teaching experience. Yeah. Um, and that's when we begin to, to talk a little bit about, okay, what are you seeing? You know, what looks like it might be, you know, like, oh, well, my mentor teacher is there from sun up to sundown, you know, okay, yeah. let's talk about what's that going to be like for you? What's going to work for you? I wouldn't say we talk about it. Uh, you know, we talk, I talk a little bit about it in introduction to education, but they really just do not know. Um, they don't really have yeah. the context. Um, so the, True. I just talk about their own school life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> balance. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> that's that's that a good place to start. Yeah. yeah. That can be, uh, that can be off a little bit. Um, I, I just, an aside, I had a student, uh, just this week say that they couldn't, uh, they were not able to get the work done for class because, um, they and their roommate had decided to rearrange their dorm room. Okay. Okay. All right. That became really, that was a very important, um, to rearrange the furniture. Oh my in the dorm goodness. Room. I, I, come on, come on. Well, how did you handle that? What did you say? I, I, I just would be said, like, I just said, I just said, you're going to, you're going to have to do better than that. Yeah. I, okay, like, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that, that, that excuse. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's not going to cut it today. That is funny. What does oh. even like the numbers of people entering, you know, the yeah. teaching field, what is that looking like? Well, it, for, for us, we are really not seeing, um, the, the dips, um, that we were, thinking we might, um, we are still pretty steady. Um, you know, our institution probably graduates, uh, you know, completes, we call them completers, uh, probably around 250 to 275, you know, teachers, uh, a year. And I mean, where we're seeing, uh, the, the real decline are in, you know, some of the smaller universities, um, or right. even in more rural areas. Um, and those are the areas that we really want to focus on, um, uh, because yep. what's, what's happening there. Uh, maybe yeah. they, you know, maybe we're not going to see that because at least for right now, um, you know, at, at some of the universities that, you know, maybe have, uh, you know, not, I mean, football's great. But there are some universities that <laughs> have other large football, uh, <laughs> and and so you know that that attracts a lot of of students. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, some of our other teacher education programs are are struggling, at least a, a lot in our state. Um, they're yeah. st- seeing um, we're seeing uh, programs close. Uh, mm-hmm. Lot you know licensure areas. Um, Career and technical education, you know, family consumer science, uh, very low um, right now. Um, thinking, that, you know, there's a lot of pathways that we're got, we're hoping that we can start to see more numbers. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I've had some fortunate. conversations. I've had some conversations with uh, people in teacher education, and I've come away very despondent mm-hmm. uh, because they're in the boat that you're talking about, smaller universities, and the numbers are falling off. um, And they're left with, okay, how do we manage this? Um, And that's why I want to have conversations like this 
uh, as much as we can so that we can spread spread the wealth. What is working? What is not? How can you pivot? How can you attract those those uh, people that have the calling in their heart, but they just may need an easy on ramp, you know, um, so that they can actually get into the career. So we've been um, really fine. Well, first of all, I really feel like grow your own. Uh, model, mm-hmm. which is where, um, for those that maybe don't know what grow your own means, that that you're going actually to the district, say it's a rural district, um, and there are people that are there that want to be teachers. Maybe they are yeah. um, paraprofessionals uh, or teaching assistants, um, and they'd like to become a teacher. That's where we, you know, we, you know, if if we are as flexible as we we can be, that we need to teacher educator programs need to get there and help um, and mm-hmm. and help those districts with you know flexible classes online um, yeah you know partnerships with community colleges and we've been uh, pretty successful we have um, uh, a couple of programs where we have been focusing in on uh, bilingual paraprofessionals mm-hmm. that want to become teachers um, and uh, I think we've we graduated 16 this last year, and we've just started a new group of, I think, uh, close to 30 uh, that are in rural, kind of outside of Northwest, you know, kind of in the yeah. rural area of Northwest Arkansas. Um, right. And so we're really excited about that. And I think that's, that we need to, you know, if, if we can't get them to come to the university, that's, you know, that's asking a lot to like give up a job you know, mm-hmm. um, all those kinds of things. And we need to, you know, pack a suitcase and, you know, come to them, uh, yeah. wow. whatever, but it needs to be, you know, I, I'm, you know, quality, uh, preparation. And that's right. I, I, I really want to see that. I don't want to, you know, uh, dilute that. Uh, mm-hmm. there are so many things that, you know, I want to equip someone to, to be in the classroom. I don't want someone to get in the classroom and feel overwhelmed, which could happen. Um, so I want to give them the tools, uh, that they need. Yeah. Cause they're going to feel the resistance. Once they get into the classroom, it's a difficult job. It's very difficult. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have tools, then you'll likely just leave and do try something else. So, um, yeah, don't dilute the program, but be creative, be, be nimble, uh, in how you approach it. Yeah. No, I love it. So, can we find out about Jennifer Beasley, the teacher? Yeah, let's hear about her. <laughs> so, how did you get into education? Yeah. Like, early, early, early on. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, Aaron, you were just saying, like, I, I went to my intro to ed class or my college, and I just, I just knew yes. I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be yes. a teacher. Um, and I would say that, uh, I've always been that person growing up that um, when there was a family reunion, I was in the basement with the kids, you know, taking care of the kids, you know, and I just, I just had that passion. uh, A kid that that. loved kids. Yes. I felt like I was like (laughs) a six year old with like a baby on my hip or something. And I just loved it. I I was always with my cousins too, playing and babysitting. Yeah. And it just came naturally. You know, it was just born out of just a natural passion of mine. Um, And then um, I think also I was inspired by teachers. 
um, mm-hmm. that didn't even realize they were uh, uh, that message to me. Uh, not necessarily. Can you even... call? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Can you call out one? We love to call out teachers yes. that well, by name. Uh, I had <laughs> Mrs. Cox was my second grade teacher, and she was a very strict woman. And I don't know why, but I just loved her so much. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I, I mean, even like when she'd correct me, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's right. You know, okay, I'm going to do better. I'm going like to do better. Like you respected and, her so much that you were like, okay, yeah. yes, whatever yeah, she says. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like she was like the perfect teacher. You know, obviously yeah. you know, she had a little bit of an anger issue, but... Uh, <laughs> I loved her. But it, isn't that a part of the old school, though? Like, that's right. <laughs> you just gave him some school. grace. You're like, well, I'm sure they had a hard time growing up. Yeah, yeah. sure. But you know, when I was a senior and I went to Kansas State University uh, in Manhattan, Kansas, and I was a senior, and I still couldn't quite figure out how do you how do you teach kids to read. Like I, yeah. for some reason that seemed like a mystery to me. And I yeah. was, I was just getting ready to do my student teaching in first grade. And so I, I said, Mrs. Cox, can I come visit you in your classroom? And so I, I watched her class for a little bit. And then afterwards we, I said, I need to know, how do you teach kids to read? And she goes, okay, okay, Jennifer. So here's what we've got here. And she just sat at the table and just, she gave up her time to talk with me about uh, that. Um, by the way, probably, should my program have taught me that? I kind of think. <laughs> Maybe so, yeah. <laughs> How to That's teach a, a kid to read. Or did yeah. I not listen? That, that could have been the case. That but she was amazing and, and she was so inspiring. And of course I had so many others, um, along the way, including college, uh, professors that were amazing at what they did. Um, I think that's really important that they get, they get you over the goal line. They get you to where you want to be. And if you do run into somebody that is either sour to the whole thing, then you may be like, is this something I want to commit to? But to have those people, I, I have one, uh, you know, um, that made a mark on me and he had no idea he had no idea but he was i he confirmed the fact that yep this is this is where i'm headed uh, hey jennifer did you have anybody in your family that taught that's that's pretty common yeah so uh my mom um worked as a, a speech pathologist a speech teacher in in the schools um and so that she was always talking about school and always, mm-hmm. and my mom still is a lifelong learner um, oh. and just really instilled in me, just like keep learning, keep growing. She always had like a professional magazine, you know, like uh, <laughs> ASCD's educational leadership magazine wow. was always laying around um, and really supported me um, in my, when I just, I said, you know what, I, I'm going to become, I, I want to become a first grade teacher. That was, Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in my mind uh, yes. that I wanted to do. Um, but uh, and then my my brother ended up becoming well. He's a, a, a you know a, a college uh, teacher, but 
Hey, that mm-hmm. still counts, folks. It's, yeah, it counts. That's, that counts. Absolutely. Um, but that was what, that was really my main influence, and in yeah. my family. Did you end up teaching first grade, or did you I did. modify I did. that? Yeah. Yeah, my very first job, um, I was a first grade teacher, and in Wichita, Kansas, and I had I I still look. I'm looking at them right now. I always I have my, you know how we have class photos. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but I have my class photo, uh, and I oh. by right by my desk, my in my home office, and um, I love oh, I loved that. that class. I can still name them all, um, and that was a mm-hmm. long time ago. That was the '80s, <laughs> folks. All right. Um, all right. That was, that was the time of you know big hair and great music. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, an and amazing... they're forever your babies <laughs> they are and you know um one of the areas that i i work a lot in my uh in my research and also in my um uh, when i'm working with schools i work on differentiated instruction which is mm-hmm. meeting the needs of all learners mm-hmm. and and for a while there i go you know kids nowadays are so much more diverse um than you know a long time ago i don't know why mm-hmm. i thought this i it's a you know it's a real misstep on my part to to, to say mm-hmm. that um because when i looked back and i got that class photo out uh-huh. i i almost started crying because oh. i was like you know what this person i had to feed them breakfast when they came in mm-hmm. this person uh you know needed glasses this person you know um, their parents uh, did not speak English. Um, you know, like, what was I thinking? You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, the older they, days yeah. were just so much. I, I don't know. I, you know. I have no idea. So different? No, we've yeah. always been struggling and uh-huh. learning and growing. <clears throat> I think we're, uh, I think we have more, uh, you know, more research, more understanding. Uh, mm-hmm. of yeah, I think we're more aware. Yes. Yeah, I, I think we're just more aware of it, and we, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. uh, or and what we found with talking to a lot of classroom teachers is that it's really easy to feel like your experience in your classroom, you you think it's like that everywhere, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. so it's it's good to hear voices from other teachers and and mm-hmm. other perspectives just to find out oh I have commonality here, but this is completely different from my experience. Yeah. Um, but just for people to express, you know, what, what they're seeing, what they're feeling and that kind of thing. It's really valuable. Yeah. I think that makes, you know, if you're a teacher educator, um, I really feel like you need to keep a very close connection to what is happening in the schools and being out there and visiting because mm-hmm. you're right. You're, you, you keep learning. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I had, I've not seen this before. So what yeah. is this teacher doing to solve, um, you know, that challenge? And, oh, that is amazing. I want to be able to share what that teacher's doing mm-hmm. with other teachers. Yes. Um, but if you, you don't, then you are really, uh, you're kind of isolated uh, in your own understanding. Mm-hmm. And then you're not able to have empathy um, mm-hmm. for other mm-hmm. teachers and, and also be able to help the next generation of teachers true yeah that's so true Mm -hmm. okay so did you stay in first grade or what was your next move after that 
Um, well, I, I actually went from first grade to fifth grade because I was very interested to see, I, I knew where they kind of started at that school and I wanted to kind of see fifth grade was yeah. the highest uh-huh. grade at, at the, the first building that I was at. Um, and that was, uh, quite opening. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me. Uh, that was very eye opening. I'll never forget. Um, okay. Uh, you know how we, sometimes people have like an imposter syndrome, yes. like oh, yeah. you're like, yeah. uh, someone is always going to find out that you really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I am sitting in my car. This is right before the first day of school where I'm going to have to get up in front of big fifth graders. Okay. Yeah. I remember I had a glass of orange juice in my hand oh, and my no. hand was shaking. I mean shaking cuz I I was like I'm going to get up in front of of this class and they are going to say you don't know what you're talking about. Mhm. Yeah. You've yeah. never done this. <laughs> yeah. Uh how are you going to teach us these things in history when <laughs> I'm like oh, I know no. and fifth graders fifth graders are learning like big concepts too. I taught fifth grade for a couple years and I, like when I first taught, I, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, I I can't teach this. I don't know this stuff. Like I have to teach myself the content before I'm teaching it to them. I don't know this. So yeah, it's intimidating. Uh, I can't imagine that first, you know, going into high school. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, it's pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> awesome. So how did that how did that first day go though? How did it pan out for you? You know what? Um, just like everything, just you know, baby step it. You know, you you know, yeah. you just you know, um, and, and, and honestly, and I, I tell people this all the time, it's really about uh, building relationships. Right. And you know, when you get to know your class and you get to know each individual student um i mean there's nothing that you you can't do you're you really are building that community um and yes that's where you can you you can start that connection um and when a student has a connection with you it's not a us and them or me and them me versus them (laughs) um or even you know, relationships with parents. Sometimes we think, oh, yeah. us or them. Yeah. It, it becomes, we're all a family. We're yes. all together. Here. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what ended up happening is like slowly, you know, one student at a time. Um, and then for them to see themselves as a unit uh, together. Uh, um, yeah. I loved that. That uh, aspect. That's beautiful. So, I, in, so I've, I've only taught the odd grades, first, third, and fifth. I always tell okay. people just the odd grades. Uh, and then, and, I was and a, then you bounced up to like, what is it, like 13, 14, 15, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I had uh, the immense uh, honor of being uh, a gifted facilitator um, because I was just, I don't know, I was really drawn um, to students that, um, you know, I'm done. Now what? Yes. You know, yes. Um, yeah. and, and I was like, okay, what I'm, this is a challenge to me. How do, that is how a do challenge. I, yeah, yeah. How do I, how do I meet their needs? Um, yeah. And I just love that so much that that's kind of the area that I started to really specialize in. Um, yes. And that, you know, especially for my doctorate and, 
And so um, I was a gifted facilitator for uh, K through five school. Okay. And in this district um, in Kansas City area, um, y- you were you had one gifted facilitator for the whole elementary school. So you were really okay. like I so there were I was there for a while. So I, you know, I had kids from when they were in kindergarten all the way yes. to when they were in fifth grade. Um, so I was yeah. six years not a math expert, but, um, <laughs> sounds right. It's good. Yeah. We'll go with it. Oh, I loved that. That was so fun. Uh, and, um, and also I was in every single class because my philosophy about, uh, differentiation is that, you know, we want everybody to be learning and, and be able to wow. leave class and say, I learned something new today. And, yeah. You know, and and I read an amazing article called uh, "Reach Them to Teach Them" by Dr. Carol Tomlinson, and she she was talking about somebody that was a gifted facilitator, then went back into a regular classroom and decided she's going to teach them exactly the same. They're going to do some, you know, the the same kinds of projects, high level, yeah. um, and it was amazing, like. It's, it's more interesting. Kids. It's more yes, engaging. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's so that's interesting. Fun. So you went into every, you were, you know, seeing every student in every class. That's so, yeah. how did that, like, how did that work? How did, how were you able yeah, to do that? So, you know, uh, yes, I, you know, in Kansas, um, students that are identified gifted um, are uh-huh. on an individual education plan, just okay. like, uh, you know, all, all students. I mean, mm-hmm. so it wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, they, they also had very specific goals, but in okay. our school, um, we did a lot of, um, short term, uh, passion projects like, uh, you know, whatever, you know, game, uh, creation was uh-huh. one. And, and so we would see, you know, yes, some gifted, you know, some students that were identified gifted were in there, but also kids that just, you know, love logic puzzles and games and they were in there creating a game. Um, and that would Mm -hmm. be short and then there would be something else. And then I always had book clubs, um, you know, uh, the lunch bunch, I would call them, they would come for lunch and we would talk about a book. And these, these were not all, they, it could be anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I would do whole class lessons, um, co-teaching, uh, with the general classroom teacher, which was, uh, so fun. Um, because I love we would this. bounce ideas off one another. Um, yeah. Part of my job was just um, kind of some PR uh, for, okay. for the, the gifted field. Because I think uh, for a lot of people, um, they're like, oh, you know, the gifted teacher, they're off for another field trip. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I, I knew, yeah, come on. And so yeah. I wanted to say, hey, no, I'm part of the team here. And, you know, we're going to co-teach, we're going to do this. I had, oh, I had so much fun. My favorite. You know, I think, I think that's, that's magic that the gifted teacher comes into just the general ed classroom, just specifically because of that. You break down the barriers between. So kids know who's in gifted, who's not, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so the gifted teacher kind of becomes that identifying, you know, separation. And when they become integrated into general classrooms. It just, I think 
it, it, it to me it's it sounds like a, a just a brilliant plan just yes. a brilliant plan like how yeah. it's supposed to like, go like like everybody so wins good. yes you know yeah. yeah you know and i worked very closely with our special education teacher our speech language pathologist our school psychologist um we were constantly like a little team together and mm-hmm. doing some brainstorming and helping and um if i didn't have an idea maybe you know jody did or jim did you know like yeah it was just all about you know serving our students um and and yeah. also supporting our teachers oh that's great that is that really is good cool okay so then what was the transition from gifted to now you're at the university of arkansas was there something in between there or was that the transition so um yeah i, I mean living my best life loving my <laughs> elementary just loved it loved it loved it and um and so I, I mentioned the article, uh, Reach Them to Teach Them by Dr. Carol Tomlinson. That article um, that I just happened to be reading uh, really struck me and, because I, I really felt like meeting the needs of all learners is super hard. Um, mm-hmm. Teachers struggle uh, with that all the time. And I, I was like, how do I be a better uh you know, helper of teachers. How do I help with this really hard task? And yeah. so um, I, at the end of the article was um, Dr. Tomlinson's email and uh, address. And I just decided, I've never done it before in my life, just emailed her um, and wow. said, I'd like to learn more about this. How do, you know, is there a degree in this or what? And, you know, she wrote me back. And awesome. she said, oh, there's a lot of, here's a lot of different options. Of course, she goes, I'm, I'm kind of partial to my own university, um, yeah. uh, University of Virginia. Okay. And so I decided to apply uh, for, uh, to get my doctorate at the University of Virginia. Okay. Awesome. And guess what? I got it. Yay. <laughs> and then. Bold move. Yeah. Yep, and then bold. I, so I sold my house just yeah moved moved just to Charlottesville, Virginia and oh my, goodness. My, <laughs> my uh graduate assistant job was to be Dr. Carol Tomlinson's teaching assistant wow awesome. and so here is this expert in differentiating mm-hmm. instruction um and I, I cannot believe I mean I still can't believe you know I, I mean, I wish, I wish all teachers could have time to read deeply about yeah. uh, problems of practice, and I and I know mm-hmm. we all can't do that, you know. But I felt so blessed that I had that um, that chance in my yeah. life to to learn at the feet of of you know masters, and yeah. then to be able to you know decide well. Okay, I want to, I want to teach teachers. I want to, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, that was that was kind of what what I decided I really wanted to do. Well, thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, because there are teachers that they just may not think they can do anything else. That their classroom mm-hmm. is their world, and all you did, which is significant, 
all you did was to read an article and then you were moved by it. So then you added action to that and just take took bold steps and you were curious. And I, I just, I love that. I cannot express how much I love that. Just being able to add action to your heart and then just go with it and see where it takes you. Um, and I think that that keeps you alive. It keeps you interested in, in what you're doing and keeps you curious about what, what could be next, what could be possible. So thank you for sharing that. That is a significant story for me. Thank you. That is. Yeah. And I mean, that is a, that was a kind of a big, you know, big move, but there are so many big, small moves, (laughs) if that makes sense, (laughs) that that we can make. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and one of them is just, you know, pouring into our own profession, you know, pouring into ourselves, uh, and being able to, to, yeah, chase down, you know, this, this is something that's really been bothering me. Um, or, you know, being curious about a a student and, and, and wow, this is really, I I need to crack this case. I've got to figure Mm -hmm. out how can I reach this student? And that can sometimes lead you down. Uh, an amazing uh, path to understanding, you know, yeah. uh, the student of of poverty, the you know, mm-hmm. a student that is a you know in a foster home, um, yeah. whatever that might be, and that might end up being like your passion, you know, like kind of that's yeah. that's kind of my story is like I was I was really intrigued by kids that were you know, seeking to, in first grade, wanting to read like something that was at a junior high level. And I was like, okay, that, that's probably not appropriate. (laughs) Some of the stories (laughs) might not be appropriate for first grade. And then just like, well, what do I do? Um, Yeah. About that. Yeah. You are wonderful. Adding action to interest. Like I'm thinking when you notice the kid, that you know in the back corner you notice something about them but then adding that action whenever you have some space to walk back there and just quietly asking are you okay mm-hmm. you know and like what you said it opens a door to what is their life like what are they bringing into the classroom and then can you help them in some way mm-hmm. you know that's oh good stuff i love it Man, this has been such a good episode. I just looked at the clock, and we've been recording for over an hour now. And this <laughs> has gone back so pretty quick. I have so much more to say. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my Bring gosh, it on, baby. Yeah, we can we can have you back. It's That's not right. a one and done situation. That's right. That's right. Well, let's. Is there anything that we haven't talked about, Jennifer, that you would like to address? No pressure if there isn't anything. No, I, I, you know, I, I'm really glad that, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, teacher education, because I, I think that's not some, you know, something that we, you know, get a glimpse into very often. Mm-hmm. And I, and so I'm really glad that we were able to talk about some of those issues. Um, and that, you know, our teachers, you know, that are out there right now, I mean, they are really pouring in um, to, that next generation, whether they're a novice mm-hmm. teacher, your first years in the building, um, you know, that our profession really, we do need to keep um, 
you know, helping each other um, up yeah. and uh, pulling each other up <laughs> at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, you know, it's, it's great to be able to talk about the more formal teacher education process, but heck, we're all on uh, a pathway, a journey towards teaching expertise. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, wherever we're at. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, I'm going to close this episode with two questions. We end up every episode with these two questions. And the first one is just for you. And it is, if you had 60 seconds to go back in time and talk to yourself before you entered your very first classroom, which is a first grade classroom, what are the most important things you would say in those 60 seconds? Well, because I've listened to your podcast before, I knew (laughs) (laughs) that was going to be a question. And honestly, my very first reaction to it was to turn and seek your colleagues to turn and partner with others. And I don't think that I knew to do that. I thought it was a solo journey and that I needed to pull up the bootstraps and, you know, power through it as a classroom Mm -hmm. teacher. And I, I wish that I had learned earlier that we were, we're all, you know, uh, seeking each other and needing help and that we can be stronger and a a better, uh, better teacher and better for ourselves. Um, when, when we, are supporting one another right. getting advice and <laughs> yes yeah so. well and i just when i first started i thought well all these other teachers figured it out by themselves yes. i mean so i and i just i felt like a burden or something if i didn't figure it out myself and so yep. that is just not the case and now that's not how teachers are like most teachers yeah. are wanting to help these new yes. teachers like they love the profession they love their kids so mm-hmm. yes oh i love that i need that like miss cox too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. She loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Awesome. Love all right. And then finally, this question for all of us. What is something, anything, anything at all in your life that you're enjoying that you would want to recommend to our guests? Um, usually I do like TV or movies because I love, you know, media and all that stuff. But today I'm going to do something different. Ooh. Rick, this one is about you, my sir. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Uh-oh. going to rec. No, this is all good. I'm going to recommend bringing groups of people together. Rick is masterful of this. Just <laughs> last weekend, my husband and I, and then Rick and his wife, and then another friend and her husband, we went out, and it was just it was a group that the six of us had never hung out before, just the six of us, and it was so good. And Rick and his wife Darla are so great at bringing all these different groups of people and like, hmm, I think they would like them. They would like them. And it's just, I left that hangout this weekend feeling full and feeling excited. So I'm recommending bringing groups of people together. Yep. <laughs> that That is great. I'm 100% for that. And you're very kind. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, Jennifer, do you have an answer, something you'd like to recommend? Well, um, I got to tell you, for a long time, I stopped reading for pleasure. Um, I was only reading professional <laughs> books, yeah. and I have um, rediscovered. I've I joined a book club, and I am reading mm. books that I just would never imagine 
reading it, you know, science fiction, uh, fantasy novel. I mean, whatever our book club. Cool. And I love it. It is like just such a pleasure um, to just kind of, you know, escape in, so into good. a book for a little bit. Do you do yeah. a book a month or how, how yes. frequently do you do it? Okay. Yes, but our book club is pretty intense. There are people that are just, you know, eating up books i mean they're like two or three there's somebody that's doing the right. 52 book challenge i don't yeah. know if you've oh, heard of that wow so yeah they, they basically a are and they have different prompts like all 52 you got you have to find a book that has a, a person's name in the title uh, you know so it keeps you oh, wow yeah it's it's wow. quite a challenge there's i don't yeah. think i could do that <laughs> that sounds like I my daughter my to it i can do it you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, time is a factor there. Like, you have to have enough time, unless you're just a great reader. Like, my daughter can chew up a book in a few days, so um, not me. (laughs) Me me. either. (laughs) All right, so Rick, what about you? All right, so I told you that I have been really delving into a lot of music documentaries uh, and just books about uh, music and bands and things like that. And I happened across a musician-slash-poet her name is Kay Tempest. She's a British, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call her a poet, okay. because, and and here's the unique aspect. So you take a bit of like Eminem, you know, a okay. l- little angry, uh, speaking truth to power, that kind of yeah. thing, um, along with that hip hop. Uh, you take a a deeply British accent, and then uh, you know at at one point she had. Uh, very long red curly hair and she just looked like this adorable yeah just this adorable uh cute you know person that 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 when she got on stage she just became this i don't want to say beast but she was just full of power right and she said in one of the documentaries that you know that's not me that's my character i could never do that but when she gets on stage Hmm. she becomes this person and I'm telling you, I've never been huge into poetry. I've always had an appreciation for it. But she, she, her lyrics captivate me because they, they aren't, you know, she just doesn't pull words out of the air. She's telling you a story, but she's doing it, weaving it masterfully. And then she adds these interesting beats and stuff. So it's just, it's, it's not for everybody for yeah. sure, but I have... I started listening to her a couple of weeks ago, and now she's on regular rotation. Wow. So. Rick, she kind of yeah. sounds a little bit like Ani DeFranco. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Ani DeFranco. I don't know who also, that is. No, but I'm going to look her up. a poet um, and also a lot of power um, wow. in her music. That's cool, Rick. And I, I, for sharing those. Absolutely. I love when... Those that traditionally don't have power rise up and speak mm. power yeah, unabashedly. Yes. You know, this is my experience. This is yeah. who I am. This is what I've seen. Um, and I will not stay quiet. I dig that. Yes. So anyway. I agree. <laughs> but, well, <sighs> I I, uh, I have adored this conversation, Jennifer. Yes. This Thank you. This is such one. an honor to, to speak with you guys and to be able to talk about teaching Yes. Yeah. The profession that creates other professions. I wrote that down. I love that. That's so good. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time.
please visit our website at relatethenneducate.com. And if you'd like us to come to your school, go to our website, click on our speaking page and see what all we talk about and get in touch with us. We can also personalize our messaging and what we're talking about with your teachers based on your needs. So definitely reach out. Um, We are always looking for more teachers to talk to and teachers, you have a story worthy of sharing. So reach out to us on our website or email me at Aaron, E-R-I-N, at relatethenneducate.com and I will get back to you ASAP. I can't wait to meet new teachers. Like I said, you have a story worthy of sharing and we would love to get the chance to share your story with you. That would be wonderful. So get in touch with us. Please like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Relate Then Educate and on Twitter at Relate Then E-D-U-C in the number one. And then on whatever you're listening to this podcast, please, please, please follow us and leave a review. It's how we grow and we would really appreciate that. (laughs) We really appreciate that. All right. And finally, teachers, we love you. You are worthy. You are valuable. And you are loved. Bye.